Good morning, and welcome to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pullard, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. For he who has begun a good work in us shall perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that you're a part of the daily download. The Bible says that the Lord daily loads us with his benefits. And I'm telling you, this day is loaded. It is jam-packed with the lessons and the blessings of God. My heart and my mind are open and receptive to receive all the good that God has for me. And I pray that your heart and mind is open to receive all the good that God has for you. We've been looking at Job this week as a model, as an example of inspiration. Job had health challenges, but he did not allow those health challenges to stop him from being inspired. He had financial challenges, but he did not allow those financial challenges to stop him from being expired. And he also had some relationship challenges, challenges with his family. Uh, he didn't let that stop him from being inspired. He had challenges with his wife. He didn't let that stop him from being inspired. He had challenges with his friends. That's what we're going to talk about, friends. How many of us have them? Yes, our friends. And he had challenges with his friends, but he did not let that stop him from being inspired. And I'm telling you that there is a spirit in man that the, the Almighty has given him understanding. And that inspiration was in Job, that inspiration was in Jesus, and that same inspiration is inside of you. Come on, affirm with me this morning. That same inspiration is inside of me because that same spirit of God is inside of you, that breath of God, that breath of life, that which gives you energy and tenacity, vitality to keep going and to keep moving forward despite the challenges that you may have in your life. Yes, we're talking about Job, a model of inspiration. And today we're talking about friendship. Yes, that's right. I said his friends. And our subject for today is can you just be there for me? Come on, let's ask that question. Can you just be there for me? Let me tell you something. I do not use the word friendship lightly. Let me say it again. I, I don't care how many thousands of Facebook friends that I have. Those are social media. They're called friends because Facebook called them friends. But the people who I call friends are very, I'm very selective with that. I'm very careful with that word friendship because the major thing that friendship means for me is that you got to be there. That when stuff is going on in my life, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the ugly, the ins, the outs, the back, and the forth, my friends are there. I don't need them to ask me, do you need me to be there? But my friends are there for me. That's the primary uh, requirement for me in friendship is that my friends have to be there. And as we look at this story of Job. We see that his friends in Job chapter 2, and we're looking at verses 11 through 13. Make sure you read it in your own time. It's your backdrop. That his friends, 
and he had three friends. I'm scared of people that have all of these friends. You really, you need to really look at that again. Do you really have 10 friends, 20 friends, 50 friends? Are they really your friends or are they your neighbors? Are they really your friends or are they your coworkers? Are they really your friends or are they your classmates? Are they really your friends or are they your church members? Because some of the people that we call friends, I believe that the relationship is based upon some aspect of your life. Because y'all work together, y'all go to school together, y'all live next door to each other, y'all go to the same church, y'all in the frater same fraternity or sorority. But that does not necessarily make somebody your friend. There's nothing wrong with having colleagues. There's nothing wrong with having associates. But one of the distinguishing characteristics about a friend is that a friend is going to be there. Job had three friends. And as we look at the text, uh, pulling point number one is that his friends were available. And they made an appointment. The three of them came together. And made a decision. They heard about what was going on with Job's health. They heard what was going on with his finances. They heard what was going on with his relationship with his wife. And they said, we got to be there for him. So his three friends, and I've, many times I've preached from Job, read this scripture from Job. I never paid attention to the friendship angle. And his friends made an appointment. They were available for Job. They decided that we're going to go there together. The three of them came there together and they were available for Job. They were not too busy. You know, they didn't have too much going on in their own lives where they were not able to be there for Job. And so they were available. They made an appointment and they were there. They, let me tell you something. God is the everywhere evenly present spirit of absolute good. But God manifests God's self in human fleshly form. People that you can see, hear, touch, feel. You know, people in a physical form. So they manifest the presence of God in a physical way. Friendship is a blessing. To have people that you know got your back, people that love you, people that accept you for who you are. You ain't got to play no games. You ain't got to play no role for your friends. You can just be exactly who you are and they love you unconditionally. Yes, the light and the dark. They love all of you. You know, they don't, um, ooh, I was going to say something. They don't mince words with you. They don't, you know, placate you. They don't play games with you. You know, they will uh, have your back in public and then in private, they will correct you and let you know that what you said, what you did, no, that wasn't right. They don't have a problem with calling you on your stuff. I'm talking about friendship today. And so his friends, they were there. How can you be somebody's friend when in their time of need, you're not there? How can you be somebody's friend? And in their time of celebration, you are not there. That you're not there for the, for the magical moments. That you're not there for those momentous occasions and for those life events. Friendship is about walking with somebody through the journey of life. And his friends, they came from far and near. And they came to where Job was. They made an appointment to be together and they were available. Job was important to them. Their relationship with him was important. Their friendship was important. It was important enough for them to be available. And let me tell you something. We all got busy schedules. We all got calendars. We all got stuff going on in our lives. But a friend, 
A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. The Bible says, greater love has no man than this, no woman than this, that a man or woman would lay down his life for his friends. I'm not talking about dying uh, in a physical way, but I'm talking about that you will make sacrifices, that you will rearrange and readjust things and reschedule things so that you can be there for your friends. And that's our topic for today. Can you be there? Friends, can you just be there for me? So point number one is that they were available and they made an appointment so that they could all be there at the same time so they could be there for Job. All right? Pulling point number two. Not only were they physically there, not only were they physically available and made an appointment to be there in a physical sense, but they were also attentive to Job. Which means that, you know, it's one thing to say you there, but you on your cell phone the whole time. It's one thing to say you there, but the whole conversation is about you. It's not just about physically being there for people, but friendship is about being attentive to their needs. I know that you're going through something. I'm here for you. I'm attentive to your needs. So for seven days, the Bible says, they sat there with Job in his pain. He didn't say anything. They didn't say anything for seven whole days, seven whole days, seven whole nights. They did not open up their mouth and say a word. They were just there attentive. Job was crying, and the Bible says they were crying right there with him. That Job was in sackcloth and ashes, and uh, they were right there in sackcloth and ashes with them. That your friends, they rejoice with you when you rejoice. They, have, they uh, grieve when you grieve. Whatever it is that you're feeling, they are attentive to whatever it is that you're feeling and whatever it is that you're going through. I'm talking about being friend today. And maybe you need to go back over your life and reevaluate some of the people that you call friends. And they're not just there for you physically to be available and make an appointment, but they're also available for you mentally and emotionally where they are attentive to your needs. How can you be my friend and you don't know what's going on with me? How can you be my friend and you don't know what I'm feeling and what I'm dealing with and what I'm healing? How can you be my friend if you don't know what's going on with me? Friends know what's going on with each other. They knew he was going through something. That's why they made the appointment in the first place. And once they got there, they were available. They were attentive to him. They were in tune to what was going on with him mentally and emotionally. Friends are in tune with each other. I'm not talking about ministry colleagues. I'm not just talking about a classmate. I'm not just talking about somebody you went to school with or somebody that you grew up with. But I'm talking about people in your life right here and right now who are attentive to your thoughts, to your feelings, to what you are going through. Friends, for me, I process out loud. So my friends are there for me to process what I'm going through. They are there. They are attentive. They are attentive. They are in tune with what's going on with me. And I'm asking you a question. Who's in tune with what's going on with you? Who really knows the real deal? Yes. Who knows where the bodies are buried? Who knows where the bones are hidden? Who knows what's going on with you right now? Who is your sounding board that you bounce things off of? Who gives you that moment of clarity that says, mm, I don't know about that. I think you need to think that over again. Or I'll give you another suggestion or give you another way of looking at it. Another way of dealing with it. Not just patting you on your back and everything you say. They say, oh, that's just wonderful. That's just great. That's not a friend. Many times we think we get friends mixed up with cheerleaders. 
Your friend is not always going to be a cheerleader saying, oh, yes, that was great. Yes, yes, yes. Your friend is not always going to have the pom-poms. Your friend is also sometimes going to be the referee, referee with the, uh, with the uh, whistle blowing a foul on the play. Did they call you on your stuff? And so Joe's friends were attentive. So pulley point number one is that they were available or they made an appointment. Pulling point number two is that they were attentive to Joe, to what was going on. When you have a friend, they are attentive to what's going on with you to the point where they feel what you feel. They understand how you think. How can you be somebody's friend and you don't understand how their mind works? And you don't understand how their emotions work? They were attentive to him. That's why they were sitting with him, crying with him, grieving with him, sitting in sackcloth and ashes with him in silence for seven days. Just being attentive to him. All right, so pulling point number one is that they were available and they made an appointment. That's friendship. Pulling point number two is they were attentive to his thoughts and his feelings. Pulling point number three, this is where they went off. Articulation. Many times with friendship, we feel that we've got to have the answer for the person. We feel like we've got to say something to make them feel better. That we've got to explain why they, as long as they were there for him, available, and as long as they were attentive, they were fine. But it's when they open up their mouth, and you can look at Job, the first, once we get past chapter 2, and we get in chapter 3, all the way to chapter uh, 40. His friends are going back and forth with him. He's going back and forth with his friends, back and forth with God, because when they opened their mouths, they didn't know what to say out of it. And I'm saying as a friend, sometimes as a friend, you just got to be there for me. I don't need advice. I don't need an opinion. I don't need a word from the Lord. I don't need a prophecy. I don't need you to lay hands on me. I just need you to be there. I just need you to listen to me. I just need you to feel my pain. Sometimes as a friend, can you just be there for me? Can you just celebrate me? Can you just be there for me? How many need friends in their lives who know how to just be there for you? You know, you're going through, you know, I don't have, I'm just here for you. I don't have the solution. I don't have the answer. Unless God gives you a word or gives you what to say to your friend, sometimes it's just better to just be quiet and just be there. One of the greatest gifts that you have is the gift of your presence. Let me say that again. One of the greatest gifts you have is the gift of your presence. You don't have to be deep. You don't have to be spooky. You just got to be there. And Job's friends, they were doing wonderful. But when they start trying to explain why he was having the health challenge and why they tried to explain why he was having the financial challenge and trying to explain why he was having the relationship challenge, that's when they went off. So as a friend, sometimes you don't need to articulate. Just be there for me. You don't have to have the solution. You don't have to have the explanation or the reason. I just need you to be there. Because that's where the trouble came in. When they start trying to explain and give advice. Sometimes you don't need to give advice. Especially when people didn't ask you for it. You know, sometimes as a friend, I don't want advice. I don't need advice. I just need you to be here for me. I just need you to listen to me. I don't need you to give me advice. I don't need you to give me instruction. I just need you to be there. And sometimes in friendship, what we're going through, we just need a physical manifestation of the presence of God for somebody to be available, for somebody to be attentive and not necessarily articulate anything. 
And sometimes, you know, with friendship, we, we keep making people when they're grieving, keep telling us a story over and over and over again. You don't have to keep explaining the story to me. I'm just here for you. I desire for you to know I love you. I got your back. I'm here for you. I'm praying for you. This is a, a, a very... Um, unique situation, not get into, well, yeah, child, went through the same thing. I remember when this happened to me. Child, what you going through? That ain't nothing compared. Child, who, what? Look, let me tell you, sometimes I don't need your testimony. I just need your presence. And that's what the Lord uh, put upon my heart to share with you on this Friday, that the challenge with friendship, the challenge in relationship with friendship is that sometimes people just don't know how to just be there for you. They always got to give advice. They always got to give an opinion. They always got to come up with a solution. And sometimes people just need you to be there, to be available and to be attentive, but not necessarily to articulate. And so Job's friends, they went off when they started articulating. And that's Job got angry. They went through all kinds of things. But they were doing so good in chapter two, just being there. So I'm asking you today, do you have a friend that just needs you to be there for them? Or is it you that you just need your friends to be there for you? And maybe it's you to articulate and say, you know what? I don't need no money. I don't need no advice. I just need you to be there. I just need to know that you got my back and that I'm not alone in this situation. I know that God will never leave me nor forsake me. I know that God will be with me always, even to the end of the earth. Yeah, I know that yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they come. Yes, I know all of that. But sometimes we need the physical presence of our friends just to be there. Friends. Can you just be there for me? That's our question. And so as you go over this weekend, I desire I'm going to give you some homework. Go over the people that you call friends. Go over the people that call you friends. And ask yourself the question, do they have the ability to just be there for you? Or is there some agenda? Is there something hidden underneath of their presence? Or do they have the genuine ability to just be there? Friends, can you just be there for me? And I'm so blessed, I'm so honored, I'm so grateful that God has blessed me with true friends that know how to be there for me. And I dedicate this today to all of my friends. I love you, I appreciate you, and I thank you for being there for me. Because when you are there for other people, then other people will be there for you. If a man desires friends, he must first show himself friendly. You show people how to be a friend to you, but how you are a friend to them. And so I'm asking you today, do you have friends? Do you have a support system? Do you have a support network where no matter what you're going through, yes, you could have did it, you could have been totally guilty and convicted of the crime, but your friends are going to be right there for you. People that will not abandon you, people that will not abuse you, people that not, will not neglect you, but they will actually be there for you. Friends, can you be there for me? I love you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of the Daily Down. I pray that this series has blessed you this week um, about Job, a model of inspiration, health, uh, wealth and relationships because that's all we ever dealing with in life health wealth and relationships Job maintained his inspiration even when his friends was talking crazy when they were talking sideways out of their mouth Job maintained his inspiration there's a spirit in you 
there's an inspiration in you. There's a motivation in you. There's a perseverance and a persistence, something in you, the spirit in you that keeps you moving forward. Also, if you missed any of these videos, you can go back and watch them. We're also on YouTube. Look at the YouTube channel. Um, my name, Dr. Uh, Dr. Darrell R. Pulley. It's my YouTube channel. You can also go to my website. If you desire more information about me or about the ministry and the service that I offer, you can go to Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R pulley.com and you can get more information about what's going on and get more resources if you're enjoying this message. Remember to share this with your friends. If you haven't already liked and followed the Dr. Darrell Pulley page, uh, make sure that you do that. Share this with friends. Our goal is 500 viewers a day and you are doing absolutely wonderful. We are meeting and exceeding that goal and I love you so much. I appreciate Have a positive and productive weekend. And we'll see you on Monday morning at 6.30. But until then, remember that God is doing something wonderful in me and God is doing something wonderful in you. You've been listening to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pulley, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. For more information about today's church, visit us online at todayschurchtampabay.com.